remember when I told you that the worst thing that happened in 2009 wasn't the death of Michael Jackson? Yeah, let's just say on a scale of 1 to 10, if the lamp incident was a 2, then what happened in 2009 was like a 12. Tuke just turned 15 when the old lamp thing happened, but at this point in the story, we are both 15. I didn't really understand why I snuck into our room back then, but at this point, it was starting to make sense. All that stuff I said about looking at her differently and all the changes in my body, all of that started here. I was getting a little taller, my voice was getting deeper, chest broader. I had an amazing amount of power, I could lift things, you know. I was becoming a man, and the ladies, they noticed. And I definitely noticed them back, if you know what I mean. At this point, Peace Quest song, Do Me I Do You, suddenly developed a new meaning. And I had all these new emotions and the overwhelming desire to control them or just let them lose somehow. And you know, <clears throat> puberty is fun and all, but it is also a very terrifying period. I mean, most of who we are now, our gestures, our personalities, mannerisms, vocabulary, etc. Most of that was formed when we were teenagers. I mean, sure, some of it began when we were kids, but it wasn't until we were teenagers that we started to do things a particular way. And that really makes it a scary time, man. Anyway, um, I was 15. Girls were into me. I was into them. And I know, I know, I know, I probably was a late bloomer. <laughs> I know guys who wrote love letters and had their first kiss at 11. But it's not a competition, guys. We bloom <laughs> when we bloom. Girls bloom much faster, though. I mean, Tuke was like only seven or eight months older than me, and she was actually taller and prettier. She was also curvier, too, but I probably shouldn't say. <laughs> I should get back to the story. I just really wanted you to understand my state of mind at this point. Before I continue, you should also know why I am telling you this story. So, last week, I was just finishing a show in Abuja. My dad calls me and says, Tuke's dad is about to get married again. What happened to her mom, right? You'll probably find out soon. Anyway, let's just say that Tuke and I haven't seen each other in a very long time. And the last time we did, it didn't really go well. <laughs> what am I saying? It went really, really bad. Like, disastrously bad. A lot of things were said that can't be unsaid and we haven't had time to figure out how to move forward from there. And now I have to go to her dad's wedding and I definitely would run into her cause my dad also said they want me to be the entertainment that day. The wedding is in four weeks and I don't know what to say to her or what not to say. It's really scary. So before we had that last fight, we always had a system. We never really let things get out of hand. 
When someone did something wrong, we apologized immediately and talked about it till we both understood each other's side of the issue. But after that fight, every time I picked up the phone to call or text her, I just never went through with it. And well, she never called or texted me too. So we just kind of left things as they were. And then, like six months ago, she started liking my pictures and stuff online, even though she wasn't really a social media person. She even shared and reposted some of my videos and well, I still don't know what to say to her. Not talking to her obviously drives me crazy, I mean, I go through thousands of likes and comments just to find her name, so yeah, I miss her. Anyway, that is why I'm telling you all of this, so that you can probably help me face Toke in one month. One of the girls that noticed me in SS1 was Toke's rival, Senior Bokola. I never really liked calling her BB. And yes, I knew she was Toke's rival. But you should know, Bukola Babalala was a sweetheart. She was never really into the whole rivalry thing. That was all Toke. She was one of those girls that the juniors just loved to hang with. She wasn't just brilliant, she was nice, caring, and beautiful in every way. With Bukola, I never really felt the need to be one particular thing or act a certain way. She just always made me feel like I could be myself around her. Even though she was my senior and was way smarter than me, she never made me feel small or incomplete like I was lacking something. I can't say for sure that I was not attracted to Bokola, but I do know that I loved being around her. And of course that meant our relationship wasn't defined for a very long time. What did we know about emotional intelligence back then? What did we know about mm, defining relationships and setting boundaries between morning devotions and today go and read your book? All my church mind knew was that SEX was a sin. Everything before and in between wasn't clear to me. And I never really thought about it until after my birthday, April 12, 2009. Bukola showed up at my birthday and she brought me quite a romantic gift, but that wasn't what bothered me. <laughs> it was the tight hug and the kiss on my cheek that made me feel things I had never felt before. Oh my. <laughs> By the way, isn't it interesting how some ladies do things to you hiding under the birthday umbrella? So there I was, feeling things I had never felt before, with no clue how to react or not react. I mean, I knew we had a connection, but this was new territory and I didn't know how to tread. It's probably not a big deal to you, but apart from being a 15 year old in 2009, which guy's mind wouldn't start to wonder if his friend suddenly hugs and kisses him, something she's never done before. Anyway, I played it cool during the party. We had plenty fun and everyone was in high spirits. 
well except Toke. After the drinks were served, she just kind of disappeared. I didn't really see her till well after the party. And when I did see her, she was acting a little strange again. Well, this wasn't the first time Toke would suddenly develop new behavior, so I wasn't exactly surprised until she started inviting me over to our room. Um, <laughs> the last time I was in Toke's room, <laughs> you know how that went. And now this same Toke starts inviting me over to her room for gists and card games and stuff. <laughs> Again, this was new territory and I had no idea how to tread. Well, I guess it wasn't as new as what was going on with Bokola, but considering our recent history, this was new for Toke and I too. So basically, I spent my last days in SS1 trying to figure out these two girls and well, cross over to SS2. And boy, was it not easy. On one hand, I see Toke everywhere and every day. And spending so much time in her room was making me feel things I hadn't felt in a while, along with a whole bunch of new stuff I hadn't even felt before. My dreams, wet and dry, were mostly about her. And on the other hand, there's Bukola who just makes me feel safe. <sighs> and I thought things couldn't be worse until graduation. Bukola became head girl, and just when I was giving her a hug and saying congrats, Toke saw us and ran away upset.